to the MetaZen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Wednesday Moonbeams and welcome to episode 84, The Long of Loneliness. In this episode, I want us to be honest, open, and vulnerable and just talk about loneliness and how it's a lot more popular than we realize and a lot more people suffer with this, but it is something that we can grow to understand and remove piece by piece. And we can find the peace and tranquility, the peace and tranquility in being alone. If you are new to this podcast, what's up? Salutations. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I do really do hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. And if you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? Thank you, thank you for your continued support and loyalty. I'm just so glad that you're still here. I hope you're making money in your sleep. I hope those businesses are taking off. I hope you're making more music. I hope you're doing more writing. You're being more creative. Express yourself. (laughs) You deserve it. In the first segment of this episode, we are going to discuss... We feel alone in our heads and hearts. In the second segment, we're going to discuss how we compare ourselves to other people. And we're even going to talk about guilt, shame, and just that inner self-loathing. And in the third segment, we are going to talk about distraction. My intention for this episode is to hopefully bring a little understanding and a little comfort in knowing that one, that you're not the only one. Two, it's a lot more common than you think. There are probably many people around you that suffer with loneliness, but just because you've been alone for a long time doesn't mean that it's something that has to continue. Maybe it's a matter of perspective, and we're going to jump into that right now. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said, The soul that sees beauty may sometimes walk alone. I feel like when it comes to our lives, that can go both ways. The person that sees beauty or the person that sees pain can sometimes or very often walk alone. I don't know about other people, but I know with my issues and my battle with loneliness over the course of my life, I know for myself that the battle stemmed greatly from being in situations and going to things where I felt like no one was going to rescue me from. 
You know, there were so many different times in my childhood that I just always wondered, is somebody ever going to rescue me? Am I going to always feel this alone? Am I going to always feel just like an outcast? Or, you know, is someone ever going to break this up, interrupt this, or rescue me? And as I got older, I became more bitter because I realized no one was coming. No one was coming. And because of that, that was a hard truth to swallow. And it's always, you know, because of that, I suffer with loneliness because, you know, getting through those hard moments by myself made me feel like that I can't really depend on people to be there for me because when I really need people to be there for me, they weren't. And I didn't have that support and that help when I felt like I needed it. And for a long time, I thought that was the truth. And I think part of it isn't true. It was just how I feel, how I felt. It's still a little bit of how I feel, but I also know it doesn't have the power. I give it anymore. But the stand, my loneliness stemmed from feeling like I had to go through all of my painful things by myself. And no one was ever there. And then, you know, I trained myself to believe that if no one's there for your pain, it really doesn't matter too much more what they're there for. You know what I mean? And in that, I've had so much time over the years to evaluate and just look at myself from so many different angles. And I feel like when it comes to us as people, we suffer from loneliness because we've gone through some, we've gone through things, we've experienced things, and we felt so alone with them. And we thought someone would come and interrupt that feeling of loneliness and being alone going through something. And when they didn't, we told, told ourselves we'll always feel this way because no matter what we go through in life, especially bad things, we'll be on our own and we'll be alone going through them. And then knowing that we'll be alone going through them, we internalize being alone, being alone is bad, as being alone is toxic, as being alone is negative. You know, it also doesn't help that so many of us see examples growing up where there is not much room to see people be individuals and see people be authentic. You know, people are more drawn towards being around each other and cliques and groups and trying to fit in and, you know, wanting to belong and wanting to fit in and all that other good stuff. And we just spend so much time seeing that kind of thing that we prioritize fitting in and belonging to groups and fitting in with people more than we feel comfortable in our own skin, more than we're comfortable being authentically us, more than we're comfortable being alone by ourselves. Being alone by ourselves becomes this death sentence. It becomes this blatant reminder that we've made a big mistake, that we're doing something wrong because no one is around and no one is here and I'm by myself. So what am I not doing right? As opposed to getting to that place of understanding that it is important. Yours being by yourself is the default. It is the default in everything that you do and will do. And it will always be the default no matter who comes in or out of your life. Whatever goes well, doesn't go well, no matter what the breakups, when someone leaves, you are going to be left with you. And the best way to love the life that you love, the best way to, you know, love yourself is to feel lucky every morning you wake up to be you. No matter who's there, no matter what you do or don't have, to feel lucky being you, to be blessed because you get to be you. You get to align with the idea of why God made you the way you are. You know, and be blessed that you get to be you.
I read a book by Yala Van Zandt called In Pieces, I think. And it talks about how her daughter, you know, was suffering from cancer and how she pretty much watched her daughter, you know, deteriorate over a period of time and just the emotional toll that it took on her and everything that she went through and just how she felt so alone. You know, she had so much help and so many sister women, as she calls it, (laughs) sister calls them. It's so much support and everyone around, but she still felt so alone. And it was easy for her to feel alone because, you know, a great deal of her childhood, she felt alone because she went through lots of different things where she probably had her brother or there was always someone there. But she went through them alone and she had to walk through those experiences alone. But the thing that has helped me in my battles of loneliness is seeing other people who have went through maybe darker experiences in life than I have and they have gone on to live functional, healthy lives. So even though it might have started out very harsh and lonely-looking, it doesn't necessarily have to end that way. I don't have to be someone that feels like I'm going to be alone by myself. And if I am, I'm okay because I love me. I love you first, second, third, and last. And and then we love me, not in an egotistical kind of way, but a purely spiritual kind of way where I know I got me and that my cup will always remain full no matter who and what's in my life. And I think we all need to develop that same type of wisdom and clarity and ingenuity. Life is understanding that you feel lonely, you suffer with loneliness because you've trained yourself to suffer with loneliness. You've made decisions about how reality works, how your life works and about who you are that has reinforced this feeling of loneliness. And when you can be in that place of recognizing what those stories are, what those beliefs are, then you can get about the business of undoing that loneliness and undoing that nagging feeling. Michael D. Montaigne said, The greatest thing in the world is to know how to belong to oneself. The journey of my life has been such a dynamic one, but I wouldn't take anything from the journey now, as Michelangelo says. I wouldn't take anything from my journey now. Growing up, I went through so many issues with being compared to other people with, why don't you be more like so-and-so? Why don't you be more like your brother? Why don't you be more like your sister? Why don't you be more like so-and-so or whoever? And it was just always that thing that was just that reminding me that who I am just doesn't feel good enough. Like, I'm not good enough just being me. You know, a lot, I went through a lot of issues growing up where I could see that no matter what I did in my life, no matter what awards, no matter how, how obedient of a son I was or a brother or whatever, nothing would ever set me up to be able to make people proud of me because it comes back to that thing of sexuality and who I am on the inside. You know, I had that thing where I saw some experiences in my life and, you know, I got to that point where I recognized I'll never be able to make, you know, and this was an opinion back then. You know what I'm saying? I don't have that opinion anymore. But for a long time, I had that opinion. It's just because of the thoughts and images that I saw, you know, and felt that no matter what I do, nothing I do will ever equate to bringing home a wife. 
or having children. Now, I do intend to have children, but nothing I do will ever equate to having a wife to bring home children. So when my other siblings are having children or having husbands and wives or, you know, dealing with the opposite sex, and I'm not, you know, I can go on and be president and do all types of things, but not doing those things will always make everything I do just be less than and it took me taking back that opinion I made someone else's opinion of what I do and how I live my life more important than I made mine and it comes back to the thing that we compare ourselves to other people because we're trained to compare ourselves we're trained to be in competition with other people when other people do things we're not doing when other people get attention we're not getting when other people are excelling in ways that we're not excelling it calls forth an ugliness a bitterness in us that isn't healthy that isn't pure and it isn't helpful or advantageous to our journey or the path that we want to walk I struggle with so much self-hatred, guilt and shame, internalized homophobia for a long time because I just, you know, spent a lot of time in an environment where I just felt so unlucky and so unblessed to be me. It just felt like who I was as a kid was such an inconvenience to those around me. And it always felt like this thing verbally and in the unsaid that I need to be accepted and that I need your back, that you're going to need my validation to be somebody in life. And when I got in that place of taking back that need to be accepted, I don't need a damn person to accept me. Most of the people that feel like they need to accept someone else is usually someone that needs that same validation and acceptance. And I learned that I don't have to get validation or acceptance from anyone that isn't leading the kind of life that I want to live, that isn't being the kind of person that I want to be. You know what I mean? Because if they were, they wouldn't be requiring that of me to love me or appreciate me in the first place. But again, this comes back to the fact that people are doing the best they can. So, you know, I can take it personal just on the strength of learning as a student, but how I hold it against them this day now, I don't have to do that. And you don't have to do that either. So many of us, we drop into these deep glows of loneliness because we don't like who we are. We can't stand who we are. We hate who we are. And for whatever reason, however it's time to get here, we feel like it is the truth. We feel like it is the truth of who we are and how we see ourselves. And no matter what we do, we can, you know, gain a few inches or gain a few yards or miles. But if life has a big enough disappointment or if we have some type of disappointment or fallout that reminds us of those childhood traumas, we fall back into the depths of loneliness and feeling like we're on our own. You never understand it. You know, you haven't been through what I've been through, but one thing that I have learned is that there is no one on this earth that hasn't felt what I felt. There is no one on this earth that hasn't went through what I've went through. You know, and we've all shared a lot of the same experiences. Now they're personal to us because we're the only us that will ever exist. And the way we see the world is only personal to us. So it'll be unique, unique on that level. But you're not going through something no one else hasn't gone through. And I know what you're thinking. It may not necessarily feel confident to know that. But in knowing that, 
that means there's probably evidence somewhere of someone else that has went through what you went through and you could probably learn from their experience especially they've gone on to be successful live healthy lead healthy lives you can learn from their example I've grown so much in the books I've chosen, in the mentors I've chosen, in the teachers, spiritual teachers that I've chosen because I've chosen people who have lived lives I've lived, who have been through discrimination, who have been, you know, judged just on account of who they are on the inside as well as the out. People who have went through major traumas, people who didn't have their emotional needs met as children, people who probably felt like certain, you know, people failed them, you know, growing up or whatever, but they found a way to make it work. They not only found a way to make them work, they found a way to make the situation beautiful. They found a way to have peace and grace with the moment. And we all have to get to a place with that feeling of loneliness. You're lonely because you think that other people have something you don't. And you're lonely because you won't give your guilt, your shame, or that self-loathing feeling a voice. When you start to give your feelings a voice, when you start to get those feelings out, you can hear yourself, see yourself, get clear, and move on. Kim Colbertson said, People think being alone makes you lonely, but I don't think that's true. Being surrounded by the wrong people is the loneliest thing in the world. I look at my life now and it's really not surprising to me these days that I don't have any friends or many people in my life outside of my relationship and just a couple of individuals that I communicate with or hang out with or whatever like that. But I don't have as many people in my life because I feel like for the greater part of my life, I started out in a very big family. I've always had lots of people around me. But the disdain with that, the intrepidation with that is that I learned you can have lots of brothers and sisters. You can have, you can be from a very large family. You can have lots of friends and you can still feel lonely. You can go through layoffs. You can lose your home. You can go through, you can, you know, struggle to figure out whether you're going to buy food or pay the light bill. You can go through all types of different things and you can still feel alone despite how many people you have in your life. One of the purest and most beautiful things that I've learned and be about myself now is that I no longer have to worry. I no longer have to have any expectations of anyone. When you have so many people in your life, you feel you develop this expectation that with it being some of the people, there will always be someone around when you need someone, and that isn't the truth. And a lot of times, most times, it's because of distraction, whether it's social media, you know, being on your phone, Whatever, there's always distraction. There's always keeping, there's something that's keeping us from being present. You know, whether you're watching TV, which in a relationship, and your partner's on the phone all the time, as opposed to watching the movie. You're at the movie theater, and your partner's on the phone while you're watching the movie. Whatever, there's always some type of distraction. And for me, Removing everyone removed all the distractions because whatever they were distracted from in being in a relationship with me, now they can embrace those things wholeheartedly. And they don't have to deal with the burden of, you know, whatever I might have been bringing to the table pressure-wise or whatever. 
I've learned for myself that when you have all these different distractions, like with social media, Twitter, Facebook, you know, just all the different things, these different apps and all the different things that are going on nowadays to replace, you know, social, you know what I'm saying, socialization or human company, that these can become distractions and need to get in the way of people getting to know each other and being in relationship with each, with each other. You're feeling lonely because you're settling for people that may be contributing, whether they know it or not, to the lonely feeling. You know, despite them being in your life, you being in, in you know, friendship with them or relationship with them, you're still feeling lonely. And the first thing that you need to do is to ask your questions, ask yourself questions and start to investigate that. You know, because you may find that this person may not deal with your life values, your personal values. You may have different things in common. And because you may have different things in common, they may never be able to make you feel secure or in a way where you're comfortable. But again, this also comes back to finding that sensibility of learning how to be fine by yourself. Learning that if you are going to share your time or share your company with anyone, they are worth it. They're not just someone that's been around forever and taking advantage of the situation because it comes easy. I don't have to get to know you anymore. I don't have to observe you and learn from you anymore. Get real. Will Smith said that everyone doesn't deserve to be around you. These days I have my moments, but I hold tight to my boundaries. I hold tight to my standards because who I'm becoming is a lot more important than who I'm around. And if I'm around people that don't make me feel loved, then where I do not make me, but if I'm around people where I don't feel loved, if I don't feel valued, if I don't feel heard, I don't have time for it. I've been through too much of that for a long time. And at some point you have to say no. At some point you have to resist and then persist. So say no and keep on saying no. Love the sound of your feet walking away from the things that are not for you. You know, I'm so disgusted nowadays with the way things are where, you know, someone could be having a baby, someone could be getting married or whatever. And everyone is, it's so natural for everyone to share the news on Facebook, social media instead of texting and calling each other no more. You know, like that was another issue with my family. Like someone could have passed and there was a funeral. Someone could be getting married. Someone could be having a baby. And the first thing we do is, yeah, you didn't get my message on Facebook? Or I, I left you a contact, you know, something on Facebook as opposed to actually calling, actually sending the message. You don't have the number, send an inbox, let me know if I have your number. Don't start sharing the details on Facebook before you start sharing them on the phone. It's just we've gotten so out of tune with being in a relationship with other, with, with each other. A large thing that I've had to learn is that most people don't know how to be in a relationship with other people because they don't know how to be in a relationship with yourself. A large part of this issue is with you. You're constantly choosing people that don't know how to be in a relationship with you because you don't know how to be in a relationship with yourself. That was something I had to learn about myself for a long time. You attract people that get that get it wrong. You attract people that dishonor you or betray you because you dishonor and betray yourself all the time. If you, when you start honoring yourself more, you'll start to attract people that will do that too. It'll probably be a little hard to come by because I feel like there are more people out here that dishonor and betray themselves regularly than people who honor and 
respect themselves. You know, emerging from loneliness is understanding that it comes from loving and respecting yourself. If you can't love and respect yourself and you're in your lonesome or being by yourself, it will never amount to much no matter who you're in a relationship with because you will always depend on something or someone else to fulfill you. And there we are, living from the outside in as opposed to the inside out. Let's clean that What's up, Moonbeams? And welcome to the era segment of this episode. In this segment, we want you to get real. We want you to be honest, but we want you to tell the truth. It's time to improve. It's time to grow. It's time to improve your results. And it's time to challenge the status quo. And we start to do that by asking more questions. We try to do that. We start to do that by being more introspective, by becoming a master of our life, by being a student of our experience, of our situations. So let's jump in. The first letter is E, endorse. Endorse the idea that you were probably trained and groomed to feel alone. You probably had a lot of experiences early on in your life and those experiences became so repetitive. You spent so many years and so much time feeling lonely that you felt like it would always feel this way. And you feel that way, recognize that the key thing in there is that you chose to feel this way and that you decided for yourself that you would always feel this way. And because of that, you have created this imprisonment, which is loneliness. When I started figuring that out and putting that together, that blew my stuff away. My whole understanding, the whole logic that I had about loneliness, that blew it away and it still does. You know, I have my moments where I still fall into those old ways of thinking sometimes, but I have to catch myself because it's a matter of catching myself and holding the new standard in my personal image and how I see and view myself. Know that you feel lonely and, you know, loneliness is an issue to you because you've told yourself that it's something bad or something negative about being alone. It's something negative about not having people around me, not having bunches of friends, not being in a relationship or whatever. You've given this definition life. You've given the same meaning of life. But what could happen if you go back and you start to redefine that for yourself and then start to detach yourself from that? Like I said before, you are lonely because you are more than likely rejecting your life's curriculum. I feel like we all get a curriculum in our life of things and different things we're supposed to experience and learn and grow in, things we're supposed to specialize in and things that we're supposed to be really skillful in. But when we ignore reality, 
then there are repercussions, there are results that aren't favorable. And one of them can be loneliness. You probably had lots of life experiences that may, that put you by yourself, that separated you, so you can learn and explore the value, explore the journey of getting back to yourself, explore the power of belonging to yourself again. So many of us are conditioned very young to belong to other people before we belong to ourselves. We're conditioned to believe that other people are responsible for us before we are responsible for ourselves. As a child, that may have been the case, but as an adult, it is time to move on. It is time to do it differently. It is time to embrace something else. It is time to build new bridges and break some old ones. The next letter is R, relax. Relax and understand that the guilt, shame, and self-loathing feelings that you have, they, for the most part, stem because you won't let the pain and the trauma that you feel breathe. You won't let it out. You keep it in so it spoils everything. It spoils everything on the inside. It spoils all of your good news. It spoils all the opportunities. It spoils when people actually may want to be in a relationship with you and love you for you. It spoils everything. You've been taught to compare yourself to other people. You've been taught to be more like your brother. You've been taught to be more like your sister. You've been taught to be more like your mom and your dad, your grandparents, whoever, the kid down the street, the guy or the girl in class. You've been comparing people for a long time. Trust me, I know. I grew up in a very large house and I felt like there was so much room for comparisons and competition. And, you know, as an adult, you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else no more. A lot of times you feel lonely because you feel like you don't have what other people have. You feel like you're not the kind of person that they are. You feel like you're not this kind of guy because you're not this kind of guy. You can't pull girls or attract girls or you can't date guys the way she does because you're not that kind of lady or you're not that kind of woman. You don't need to be that kind of person to do what they do. Understand that there are certain things in this life that is destined for you and certain things that are not. Maybe you're not meant or designed to, you know, attract girls the very way that he does because he has had lots of experiences that has informed his charisma in a way that you haven't. Or maybe you need to go take some classes and learn how to become more confident, confident and comfortable within yourself. But either way, relax and understand that you don't have to be better than anyone else. You don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. The last letter is A, affirm. Affirm that you will not get caught up in distractions and that you will stay the course, that you will prioritize yourself, that you will appreciate the journey, you will appreciate all of the experiences life is putting in your way to help you belong to you again. I feel like every experience that we have, every one of us have one way or another the purpose of this journey and this experience is to get back to belonging to ourselves and furthermore to get back to belonging to God. So there you have it. Endorse, relax, and affirm. If you haven't had a chance to go to Apple Podcasts, please leave a comment and a rating and let us know what you think. And it is much appreciated. In the next episode, we will be talking about 
the hard lessons we learn sooner or later. So you don't want to miss that one. As always, thank you again for tuning in to the Medicine Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Lastly, you are strong. You are enough. You are wise. And you are tough. Thank you.